Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast, where we host Giuseppe Corallo and Jasmine Petty. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about the season 18 winter finale of Grey's Anatomy entitled It Came Upon Midnight Clear. So if you haven't seen it yet, there are spoilers ahead. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Giuseppe. How are you? I'm fine. And what about you? How I'm are good, you? I'm good. Your, your holidays? It was good. Uh, I just got back from seeing my family. Um, it was good, but I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to be home. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm I'm still with my family. I, uh, so it's been good. I enjoyed spending time with them. I am enjoying spending time with them. You know, I don't happen to see them very often because I live in Rome and they live in Sicily, which is like a few hours apart. Mm-hmm. So. I, it's been good. And I've been watching TV shows during this time. I watched the entire second season of Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know people do not love it, but I enjoy it. It's my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm watching the final season of Pose. I don't know if you know Pose. Have you ever Yeah, I know. It? I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah. I think it's a great show. And I'm watching the final season, which was actually out a few months ago, but I didn't have the time to, to, to see it. So... So far, everything is good. <laughs> That's good. Getting caught up on stuff too. Amy and I started watching The Nanny, which is like a, a comedy mm-hmm. from, it's like a sitcom from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, so we're really enjoying that. And there's like a funny, a fun uh, butler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that show. It's very, very funny. I watched yeah. it. So we're watching that. And uh, I've been getting caught up on stuff on, on Netflix and Amazon Prime over the holidays. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been a lot of fun. And we are also sorry that we weren't able, you know, to record this episode earlier. But again, mm-hmm. holidays stood in the way. So here we are with a new episode of our podcast, recapping, as we said, the mid-season finale. And what a mid-season finale, a winter finale. And... I think we should start with your 30-second recap. What do you think, yes. Justin? Three, two, one, go. On this season's winter finale, we find the doctors of Graceland Memorial celebrating the holidays as Meredith and Amelia return to Seattle, bringing Kai and Dr. Hamilton with them to perform a groundbreaking surgery. Link realizes he wants to spend the holidays with Amelia and Scout as a family, and resolves to tell her how he feels, while Levi and Helm face a difficult decision during surgery that leads to dire consequences. Meanwhile, a donor heart is found for Farouk, and so Owen, Teddy, and Hayes head out to retrieve it, only to wind up in a harrowing situation that ends in a literal cliffhanger. Ta-da! Ta-da! And what a cliffhanger we had. Well, the first, before we talk about this cliffhanger, I think we should talk about something that has been uh, one of the most hot, the hottest topics we faced in this past few months, Meredith Mm. and Nick, Meredith and Hayes, and in this episode, we didn't get Meredith and Nick, said me, but we got Meredith and Ace, happy you. Yes. So I, I thought it was an interesting uh, scene between the two of them. I loved the fact that Meredith talked to Ace about Derek and about the beach, especially. Yes, that was my yeah. thing. I was like, oh, for the love of God, finally, they're talking and they're addressing the beach. Finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's finally talking about the beach. And so that made me very happy uh, that the way Meredith explained it. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. But at the same time, it just made me sure that now I'm a Meredith and Nick shipper because it's like these two people just talk about the loss of their loved ones. And 
and and also even though i loved the two of them it's like it has been so much time since they introduced the ace character so so much time that it's like to me and to my eyes it's like they've lost a spark so it's like if this had happened earlier i would have been totally on board but now half um, after almost two years it's like mm, i don't buy this anymore so it's like i like the two of them but it's like i don't feel it because it's it's been too long it, and now it's like oh been there done that yeah i i felt the opposite honestly i felt they had more chemistry in that scene than meredith and nick have had all season as i said before like i'm not feeling meredith and nick uh, the fact that he was absent in this episode and everyone else from Minnesota was there made me really happy because, uh, like I know it made you sad, but as I've said before, when they first introduced Nick back in season 14, I was totally on board. But since they brought him back, I felt like they did a similar thing that they did with the Lucas character when they decided to put him with Meredith, which is that you had a character who I either liked or like, you know, I didn't really have any real opinion on. And it's like, as soon as they decided to put them with Meredith and make them horrible, and they just turn them into this very dislikable character. And so Nick has gone from a character I really liked to someone I don't like at all because of just the way they've written him and the way, you know, it's being acted. So I was happy that, you know, everyone else from Minnesota showed up, but not him. I love the scene with Meredith and Hayes. I thought they had such great chemistry. I love seeing her talk about Derek and how, you know, he, she felt like he was hovering over her. Um, he would have loved this. I loved, you know, them finally dressing the beach. And Meredith's finally explaining why she hadn't discussed it with that many people because she didn't want them to think she was crazy. She's always seen herself as an atheist. She's not sure if it was real. Was it a dream? Was it in a coma? Were they actually there? Like she's not even really sure what it was. So I loved, I loved all of that. Um, I love seeing he's talk about his his wife more and the Nutcrackers and people were theorizing if he's going to get Meredith and Nutcracker for Christmas. I I just love the whole thing. And I loved how happy they were to see each other. And I just loved, yeah, I, I loved all of it. That was definitely my favorite scene of the entire episode. Yeah. And that's why we like Grey's Anatomy, because it makes us feel all different ways. There are people, the majority of people, I have to say, that love Meredith and, and Ace. And then there are people who love Meredith and, and, and Nick. And then there are people who don't love the, the two options and just want Meredith to be single for the rest of the show. That's what's exciting about the show, that... It always, these characters feel so real that, you know, we, we're so invested in them. Speaking of realness, speaking of investing in these people's lives, the show ended on a cliffhanger. And like, literally. literally yeah, they were on a cliff and Owen just slipped with the car into the, the void. Yeah. Oh my God, right? Oh. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And one thing I really loved about this finale was there were so many callbacks to earlier seasons and earlier episodes. If you're interested, I did I live tweeted this, but I also did a whole thing on this in the review um, I did for this episode on my blog, um, where like I went into all of the uh, the callbacks. Although I just thought of another one actually. So speaking of the car, one thing I really liked about this episode was that in that scene where you with them cutting from the car and Teddy, Owen and Hayes trying to figure out, hang on, if we move, we'll send the car over. How do we get people out of the car and cutting back to, you know, business as usual at the hospital. I thought that was an interesting parallel to uh, the plane crash episode where you have that cutback between 
the procedure that Teddy and Owen are doing at the hospital, it's like something, you know, routine thing that they're doing in a, in a patient's room. And then they're the cutback to Meredith and Christina perform the same thing on Mark under Derek's direction in the mm-hmm. field and the tension between those two things. And I thought it was so interesting that in this episode, we get, you know, Teddy uh, and Owen, two, two characters that were, you know, in that original one I was talking about, are also in this one. But this case, they're in the dire situation. And Meredith is one of the characters they're cutting back to who's just, you know, things are routine at the hospital. And before it was, you know, Teddy and Owen performing a routine procedure, Meredith, Christina, Derek, and Mark, and, and, and Lexi, and Arizona are in this horrible situation. Uh, so I really like the cutbacks between those two things, the dramatic tension. I thought that was really, really well done. I, I thought about a throwback as well, but I didn't think about the one that you thought about, which is very good. I thought about the season two finale, you know, mm-hmm. the moment in which Burke leaves the hospital because he has to retrieve a heart. for the Oh, little- yeah. And... And then he's about to to give you know um, the the heart to the cat, but he gets shot, so the the, the heart w- will take longer for the heart to arrive, and mm-hmm. this reminded me of that because you know as we know Owen, Teddy, and Ace are are out there retrieving the heart, the donor's heart for Farouk, and now they're stuck and they're prepping Farouk's for surgery. He's open, his chest is open, is in is in the uh, OR mm-hmm. awaiting that heart which might not come and that situation to me was a throwback to that moment in the Mm. season two finale which i think is one of the best ways anatomy moments ever in which brooke is rushing to the hospital and it just gets shot and everything is got to to hell and i think that's what's going to happen when 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 you come back i mean we know that there's going to be um a crossover event position yeah And in the promo, we see Ace uh, running through the halls of the hospital with the heart on his end. It'll be interesting to see how this situation progresses and evolves. And I think this cliffhanger is also um, a great setup setup for the second half of the season. Because I I think they just gave Owen a very interesting storyline. Because Mm. I was, it it had been a long time since Grace Anatomy shocked me. Uh, but when Owen confessed to Ace yes. that he had been giving um, the pain meds to dying patients, I was shocked. And I was like, okay, Owen is not going to die. I think he's going to be badly injured, but he's not going to die because that is going to be his arc for the second half of the season. And I'm really interested to see, you know, where it, it, it goes. Yeah, I'm kind of on one mind or the other where it's like either I agree that I think it's a really interesting storyline for Owen and how Hayes is going to navigate that. So I think this would be one or the other, either Owen dies and Farouk lives or Farouk dies and Owen lives. I think it's going to be one or the other. I don't think we're, we're getting both out of this. And I'm really interested to see like, you know, who lives, who dies. And I think the whole storyline, you know, because I think, you know, on one hand, if Owen dies here, that's a very interesting way to bring his story full circle, because one of his initial storylines on the show, outside of his relationship with, with Christina, was about how he was anti, like, doctor-assisted uh, dying, and how he had a real issue with that, and there's a whole case with with uh, with Christina, where, you know, she wanted to help that patient, who I think they had cancer, and they were at the end of their life, and he wouldn't sign off on it, and he basically put that patient through uh through hell because you know to you know because he didn't want them to do that but there was nothing left they could do for that patient uh versus now where he's come he's come to understand from a personal experience as a soldier 
what these people are going through. And so if that's the way his story comes full circle, I think that's a very interesting way to have him exit the show. It's also a pretty big statement, I think, from the team behind the show about the right to assisted death and the right to a death with dignity, which is increasingly a very important topic as our population ages and with COVID and everything, you know, what is a death with dignity? Uh, right. On the other hand, like just what you just said, if he lives, that's a very interesting storyline for us to follow him with. And whether what hate like what is Hayes going to do? You know, is he going to help? Is he going to keep his secret? Is like Teddy in the promo for uh, when we come back, we see Teddy questioning him, being like, "What the hell? Like, what happened in the car when I after I left? Like, what happened?" You know, does he tell her? How does he navigate that? Because he doesn't know. He's gotten to know Megan and Farouk pretty well because Farouk's his patient, and he know Mer- he knows Meredith really well. But he doesn't know Teddy and Owen as well. He doesn't know a lot of their their history because he's a newer character. How does he navigate that? Where is his loyalty? What's his stance on that? Because he you know he's from Ireland, and up till recently they had very you know, um, you know a lot of things were were illegal and have now been legalized. So like where does he uh, where does he stand? Yeah, uh, it's a really interesting I think setup that they they've given us there. Yeah, yeah, I agree absolutely. Speaking of couples mm-hmm. and of of lighter, you know, storylines, we saw that this first half of the season, we could say was a lot focused on romances, you know, Meredith mm-hmm. and Nina, and then uh, um, Owen and Teddy and their honeymoon phase, and then the other couple, which was. Uh, I see people everywhere commenting them. It's like, oh, I love them. I love them. I love... I'm talking about Amelia and Kai. So I'm very curious to see where you stand on that case and on Link watching them. Yeah, I again, I'm kind of two minds. I, on the one hand, like, I thought it was a well done scene. It was a nice kiss. I thought like it was good acting from both actors. On the other hand, I'm not super invested with Amelia and Kai. Like I said before, if they brought the storyline in in a different way, no kind of similar to how I'm feeling about Meredith and Nick. If they brought the storyline in at an earlier point in a different way, if her and Lincoln talked, you know, and agreed to amicably separate, something like that, I, I think I could be on board with it. But because, you know, Amelia basically threw caution to the wind is like, I'm going to Minnesota. And she still hasn't talked to Link about how she feels at this point. You know, these are two people that love each other, that love their child, who are in a happy situation prior to that who are happy co-parenting situation over leo you know and and basically they got they split up because link suddenly decided he wanted to get married and have more kids and amelia didn't and they still haven't talked about it um the fact that link finally realizes you know this is stupid i just need to talk to her about this we don't need to get married right now it's okay um and he finally got up the courage to, to say that practice the whole thing only to find the two of them kissing uh yeah, I mean, it was it was a well-done scene, but I'm just not on board. I'd like ultimately to see Amelia and Link get back together because I, I love their storyline and I love their romance. And I think that's the biggest thing for me about Kai is that, you know, wh- like, where does that leave Amelia? Is she going to, like, leave her life in Seattle and move to Minnesota? Is Kai moving to Seattle? You know, how does that work with her co-parenting situation over Scout and Leo. How does that work if Owen is Owen dies or is critically injured? You know, if he's out of commission, um, Teddy's going to need that support. You know, how does how does that work? So to me, when I look at them, I see the logistical issues. I don't, and I'm I'm not really on board with the, with the romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if they flush that stuff out more, I, I, I might be able to get on board. But at this point, they haven't, to me, addressed enough of the logistical stuff or really closed off a million links as a storyline for me to be on board because I'm ultimately rooting for them to get uh, back together. So that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree with you. And as as I've been saying for the past few weeks, I I just need them to stick with a couple. I just need them to mm-hmm. decide if it's gonna be Amelia and Link or if it's gonna be Amelia and Kai. Mm-hmm. I think that they should start writing better storylines. <laughs> and again, I what I loved about their decision of Grace it was that there was not these uh, tangos of, of the couples. It was just one couple. And it was like an analysis of how that couple worked or didn't work. Yeah. But now it's just all about falling in love and falling out of love. So I don't find that so exciting. That's why I don't like this new, I don't like this new relationship with Kai. Mm-hmm. And also because I find that I'm sorry to say that because everybody loves them, but I think that Kai, I mean, not Kai, but, um, the actor who plays Kai is very, a little bit dry in their acting, and so I don't love them. I mean, there is there is chemistry. I like that kiss. I liked how that the conversation before the kiss mirrored a conversation that they had. I think in the second episode of the mm-hmm. season. But again, I just need from a from for Amelia to completely move on from Link to enjoy this this new relationship which brings us to poor link watching amelia <laughs> the love of his life uh kissing uh, an, another person and again they are are they setting up a new couple with link and joe because this seems where they're headed that i might be as, as i said before that i might be on board oh i uh, before but before we speak about link and, and and joe i wanted to say something about you, you talked about logistics. I know that you're big on logistics yeah. <laughs> and this kind of stuff. But what bothered me a lot, what, what is bothering me a lot about this Amelia storyline is mm-hmm. that I really think that they're doing Amelia dirty. Okay, so hear me out. So she comes back to Seattle without warning anyone because she has to make this super secret operation. But how is it possible that when she comes back, her first thought isn't of contacting of seeing her son. I mean, she yeah. sees her son at the hospital just because she bumps into Joe. I mean, and she says, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna take him, I'm gonna take Scott to daycare. But how is it possible it's not her first fault? It's like for this half season, this this first half of the season, it's like she she doesn't care about her family. She doesn't care about her son. And she's just Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. And I don't feel this is what Amelia is like. Of course, Amelia is work-orientated and everything. But I think she would have called Link to say, oh, I'm back earlier, so can I see Scout? You know, for her to bump into her son. Yeah, just to ask, like, hey, is he at daycare? Do you have yeah. him? Like, where? Like, where is he? Right? Yeah, because... At the beginning, we see Meredith, like, even though, like, I, she hasn't been shown in the best light either. You know, we see her decorating the house with her kids. So clearly, Meredith got a hold of whoever was watching her kids prior to that. Like, feel like, like Meredith did that work. And we see her reference her kids, you know, o- over time. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm confused as to why Amelia didn't do the same. Yeah. Because presumably it's they not- traveled back together. 
So, but even if they didn't, even if Amelia stayed in Minnesota because she had to make some other experiments, it just doesn't ad- adapt the fact that she doesn't call LinkedIn yeah. and that she's back. She will want to see his child just to know where, where he is, you know? Yeah. It's not possible for her to interact with her, with her child just because she bumps into Joe. I mean, and also when she, at the beginning of the season, when she tries to push Meredith to accept the offer, she doesn't even think about, about her son. I think this is, I mean, since we know how, how important this pregnancy and this child is to Amelia, um, I, I think it doesn't, it doesn't ring true what they're doing with their character this season. So yeah. it just doesn't. But as, as I was saying, this brings us to another potential couple, which is Link and Joe. And I was saying that I like them and I like the trope friends turn lovers. So... I'm on board. That's all I have to say for now. If they happen, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of feeling similar where like, I'm, I'm not on board. I don't hate the idea as much as I used to because you are seeing them kind of be domestic and looking after their kids. But at the same time, it's kind of giving me a sloppy seconds vibe in that like, okay, so Lynn can't be with Amelia. Joe can't be with Alex. Th- therefore, they're like with each other. You know, like it, it kind of feels like this season, like I said before, I was hoping that when they were, that whoever the new head of plastics was going to be or another doctor they hired was going to be Joe's new love interest and watching her fall in love, you know, with a young child, you know, all this stuff. You know, I was excited for that potential storyline. So for them to do this in, instead, uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the romance. Like I'm, I don't, I don't hate as much as I used to, but I, like it lacks that, I don't know, that like that, that kind of newfangled excitement. It kind of feels recycled to me. Yeah, I get it. It's like um, it's like what I felt when when Meredith was with Andrew the Luca. It's like pair despairs, you know. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. So, kind of changing gears a bit from romance to to surgery. Uh, one of the big other big storylines this episode was that uh, you know Levi and Helm were in, were in surgery, operating on that uh, the guy of the podcast that Levi was a big fan of. We saw kind of the, what can go wrong with the Weber method, um, which I thought was interesting because um, when, when Menick tried something in an earlier season, that was the big concern that I think Alex and a bunch of the other doctors had was, well, what happens, you know, if if they make a mistake or they go too far? So there was that. And the other callback I saw too was, so I can't remember which season this is exactly, but one of the earlier seasons where Lexi and Meredith are in surgery, they're doing a neurosurgery, and Derek makes a quip prior to the surgery that like the aneurysm is so small that she could do it herself, but don't do it. Like I'll call me when you get to that part, like Meredith is overseeing Lexi, call me when you get there. But Derek gets caught up because it's a complication surgery he's doing. They keep paging him. Derek's not showing up. They have a patient open on the table. And so they, Lexi goes and clips it herself and Meredith's overseeing it and it looks fine. But what winds up happening is they wind up paralyzing the young woman and then Derek's upset. They're like, you should have paid me. They're like, we did. You didn't respond. Um, And so I thought this surgery and where Levi goes ahead because he'd done this like a hundred times or whatever. And Helm's like, we should wait. And then he, the guy bleeds out. I thought was an interesting parallel uh, to that earlier storyline. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think also that that the scene which, Levi realizes that he has killed that patient. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful done. I'm talking about the cinematography of it. Like yes. the way it was shot, the sound, how we felt um, 
him on his podcast telling people uh, telling his, his his listeners how he was liking that waterfall and uh, compared you know the waterfall compared to the blood which was pouring out of him yeah i think it was a, a beautiful parallel and it was i i think it was a chilling moment yes and that was because it was beautiful shot and i have to give hats to uh, jake borelli who plays levi i mm. think he's great actor and he conveys so so much just with his eyes he has a mask on but yes. we see his eyes and we understand the devastation he's uh, he's feeling in that moment so i think that was just amazing and i'm i'm curious to see what happens next for, yeah. for, for him because i think he's gonna have a really long downward spiral but yeah. we'll see Yes, and just on that, um, Michael Watkins is the person who directed this episode, and I have to say I really enjoyed the direction of this episode, you know, like like the stuff you just calmed down in the surgery, the way that was shot, also the cutbacks between the car on the cliff, and also the hospital, because there was like a visual element to the throwbacks, but also creating the dramatic tension, and I thought that was really well done, and there were a lot of really nice moments where the way things were framed and shot. Yeah. And so I just yeah. wanted to call that out because uh, it makes it makes a real difference. And yeah. yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes to. Uh, I saw people in that panel I'm on talking about how, you know, the, the Levi's really been on the up and up. And oftentimes in Grey's, when you have a character who's been on upswing for a while, something like this will happen to them that kind of takes them down a peg. Uh, so I, I'm too, I'm interested to see what the fallout is. You know, they're definitely hitting pause on the Weber method. Will there be an M&M? Uh, the relationship between uh, Weber, Bailey, but also Catherine potentially with the fallout. Yeah. Um, what yeah. does that mean for Levi? Will he be suspended? Will he be put on probation? How is Helm dealing with it? I, I thought that was well done where she, there was that moment where she said Levi and then she stopped herself. She said Dr. Schmidt to mm-hmm. separate herself professionally. I thought that was well done that she just like very calmly went through it because that's what you're supposed to do. And I saw people commenting on Twitter that the difference between this generation of residents and Meredith's class is that they would have covered it up. They would have covered for their friend. They would have tried to fix it. Whereas when everything hit the fan, you know, Helm took a step back and made herself professional and, and, and just kind of walked through it because she, she shouldn't take the blame of the fall because she didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, I thought Bailey was right too to, to tell Smith to call it because as hard as that was, you need to call it to feel that. Yeah. Which yeah. you wouldn't feel otherwise, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so we had a pretty intense mid-season finale. We have lots of questions and we'll see what happens. The show will come back on... February 24th. So it's the end of February. It's the end of February. Mm-hmm. And so we're very excited. And there's going to be another crossover event. Not that excited about the crossover part, but still. I will, I think I will watch that one, though, just because from the promo, it's them propelling down the ravine and the cliff. And oh, yeah. that... you have to watch it. Otherwise, you might miss what happens to Owen. Exactly. And I'm also, I'm, I'm like, that's actually interesting to me. Like, the crew, like, um, repelling down is actually interesting to me. So I will probably watch the crossover. And if the season keeps going and, it, and, you know, kind of more episodes like the winter finale, we might, uh, my friend Amy might make an appearance on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. 
then let's have a Grammy. (laughs) We shall see. We might have other guests too. So um, that would be uh, exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for, I'm sorry we have to wait so long. I really miss the days where, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the show used to come back like pre-COVID, used to come back like some point in January. Do I, or am I misremembering that? Yeah, I think you are. I mean, the the early season, I think up until season 10, season 9, I guess, it was like back like at the beginning of January, like the 5th of January. And then it's been a few seasons that we have this winter break and the mm-hmm. show comes back uh, like in February, sometimes end of January. But, you know. Yeah, like it used to be. OK, I remember. Yeah, because I'm used to be sooner where like it would come back, you know some point towards the end of January. There were times in which she came back in March, I think. I don't remember which season, but there was a time mm-hmm. in which the show came back like also early March. So okay. yeah. I I mean I, I do hope that you know this I think that by the end of January we will know if this is the last season or not. Like you think you're gonna make an announcement kind of a thing? Yeah, because um, there have been, again, a speculation because Ellen Pompeo said that she wants the show to end. She's ready. Shonda Rhimes said that she's thinking about it and she keeps changing her mind. And apparently, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, the renewable talks for season 19 have begun. Ellen Pompeo has been approached. So they said that by the end by the end of this month of January we should know because otherwise the writers have to prefer you know the series finale so we might know pretty soon what happens to the show oh but before we go we have to do we have to say which was our favorite scene so you go first uh absolutely the Levi scene I think Mm -hmm. as I said it was beautiful what about you Uh, for me this is obvious but the scene with Meredith and Hayes uh, yeah, that, that was my favorite one. Yeah, I had no doubts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, I think I think that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then that's our show. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Of course, our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DanceItOutPod and on Instagram at DanceItOutGraceAnatomy. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe. And I'm Jasmine. And this is Dance It Out. A Grey's Anatomy podcast.